You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Bite. I'm Tyler Ma, your host here at the Shepherd and News. Now in the studio with me today, I have a, a new uh, partner in crime, Max, and, and I've just realised I've never pronounced your last name, mate. Uh, Max, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. I did realise as you were halfway through that intro, you haven't checked how to pronounce Stankamp, but that's that's fine. No, look, that's all you, good. It's I, one that's very easy to trip over, and it wouldn't be the first, will not be the last. Look, I reckon but, you got it in one there, so we'll, we'll stick with uh, with your pronunciation of it. <laughs> I've had a bit of practice. Now pleasure, you've, pleasure to be here. You've uh, been helping out a bit uh, in sport recently, mate. Uh, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's good, good. Been sort of a month in, so I'm finally graduating to from, you heard it here, up to Sports Bite. Um, which is the correct way of, of, of that that goes in? I've, I've been told by yeah. you. You'll be uh, you'll be on after the jack soon, right? Uh, Moving on up in the world. No, it's been good. It's been good jumping into to covering a bit of cricket, um, writing about football. After you know, I've spent some time up in New South Wales writing about rugby league, which was okay. <laughs> you you okay. won't do. You, you won't uh, get too many sports bite listeners offside. Uh, talking about rugby league, uh, as you just did then, because uh, the Shepherd and Bulls are a rugby union club in town and uh, they're the uh, the very successful Shepherd and Bulls, so we're, we're right behind them. But uh, as you said, it's good to be chatting football and cricket. It is good to be chatting football and cricket. Speaking of, um, JVBBL. The Goulburn Valley Bush Bash League. Now, you are new to the region, so you, you won't understand my excitement at the GVBBL last season, but you've probably uh, figured it out a little bit this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they had the draft on Sunday and watching some of that live stream uh, in the office on Sunday and you know then following it up this week, I can get behind it. This is such a snazzy concept. It's, um, it, it's great to see local competitions themselves, um, not only clubs, but uh, leagues and and a lot of the leagues in the local area are really at the forefront of um, trying to get people engaged and involved and and keep them um, you know really interested and I, I think something like a a marquee competition uh, you know even if it is um, you know some people look at T Twenty still as a bit of hit and giggle but I think to to get the best players in um, in four teams and and have them play off against each other is is great and. We obviously uh, are doing something right because we're attracting a fair bit of outside star talent, aren't we? Yeah, there's plenty of um, plenty of blokes coming down from Aubrey and up from Mur- the Murray, which um, you know you've seen in the, the Cobram Panthers have recruited pretty heavily from that area um, and done very well in there. But you get you know Tim Ludeman signing on out of nowhere um, with with the Crushers, and yeah, it's, it's it's just exciting to sort of have that. You know, who's going to be number one pick? Who's going to who's you rate as the best player in the region? How do you sort of form a side if you get, you know, the slate to pick from anyone anyone in the region who wants to play? It's kind of the, the dream of, of regional sporting enthusiasts since regional sport's been a thing. And it's just a fantastic way of, of pulling it together. And, you know, even if it is, you know, only a couple of games or a handful of games, it's still exciting. You um you, you really see the the coaches and and the owners of the four franchise franchises really attack it like they would uh, picking a fantasy team at ahead of the um you know the big bash or or AFL um and it, it is really um obviously we do a GV BBL fantasy and uh, we'll touch more on that towards uh, the actual start of the season which is sort of early to mid Jan but uh, yeah it, it's really puts you in that position to go 
well, who do I want? I can have anyone. Uh, yeah. What player do I want on my side? And speaking to them this week, you know, I, I threw the question to all of them. Of, you know, have you done the old AFL recruiting of going around for tea and scones, you know, to catch up with with the, meet the parents and all of that? Which you know, obviously they haven't haven't quite gone that far. But you know, they do they do scout properly. They do give them calls and check availability. They you know do actually play recruiters in the in that role, which is just a snazzy concept. Well, speaking of meeting the parents. Uh SRP Mud Dogs owner Steve Rees just had to look in the mirror. Uh, his son uh, Mason gets a gig with the uh, the Mud Dogs this year, the reigning premier. I suppose we'll uh, we'll have a, a look at what all the sides uh, were able to do at the draft and, and what their squads currently look like. Uh, so the Mud Dogs themselves had pick one and, and nearly didn't have pick one for a bit there. There was a bit of uh, to and fro, a couple of uh, offers on the table and, and from them as well uh, to, to sort of move on the first pick. But in the end, everyone sort of stayed where they were. Yeah, it, it sounded like, you know, speaking to both of them, Mud Dogs said that the Hounds initiated that trade. The Hounds said the Mud Dogs initiated that trade. No one really knows what happened. Were you, there, you were there on the day. Did you did you see who made the first foray, the first parlay in yeah. that? Yeah, look, they were they were both uh, keen to, to further their hand. Um, the, the Mud Dogs really wanted... Uh, because they've, they had picks one and eight, and it's a fair gap, um, you know, the, at yep. the top of the draft to, to have seven or six players picked before you get to pick your second one. So they were trying to split it into to sort of three and six, which the Hounds had. And uh, in the end, it was just it just caused a, a bit of a stir and a bit of excitement before the uh, before the draft, and uh, that's what it's all about. So uh, in the end, the Mud Dogs picked Jake Burge from North Albury with the first pick, and he took uh, eight for thirteen the other week. Uh, and Prime 7 over that way uh, had vision of it, and uh, I think that uh, shot his uh, ranking right up the draft board, and uh, I think they, they needed an a out-and-out quick and, and got what they got the, what they wanted there. Yeah, and that, that's you know, what they said this week, where they, they really did want that out-and-out quick, and they, they felt they had the rest of the pieces kind of there and could pick up the rest as, as they went, but you know, they, they were pretty, pretty set on Jake, um, and yeah, very happy to then have Taylor Beard and, and Riley Gow come into the frame a little bit later on. Um, yeah, certainly, and, and Riley Gow is uh, one they probably uh, snuck from under the, the Panthers' uh, noses. Um, obviously, he played for them last year and is a Baruga boy, and uh, they were able to sort of pick up a few uh, outside talents as well. Uh, Reese Irwin from, from White Hills over Bendigo Way, Angus Martin from Rochester, who's a, a young up-and-coming all-rounder, Mitch Troy down from North Geelong, and... Coben James from Echuca is sort of a, a project wicketkeeper or reserve keeper for them. And I'd say, um, you know, if he gets involved with the Mud Dogs this year, they, they might look to try and pick him fairly early next season. Yeah, no, certainly that was, yeah, what, what they were saying. And then, yeah, Mason Reeves as well. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, did his dad call his name out? No, he said he, said he stood back from that and, and wanted to give him another year, but his, his hand was apparently forced, um, you know, not sure how much truth there is to that, but yeah, it looks like it's a, a reasonably well-rounded squad, that one. Yeah, certainly with uh, Brendan Scott, Joel Brett, Keegan Armstrong, Alistair McCann and Liam Smith, the five retained players, with Mitch Irving, Mitch Winter Irving, captain, his brother Hamish Winter Irving uh, as one of the marquees, and Leighton McCann graduating from player to marquee uh, for this season. So, uh, as you said, a fairly well-rounded squad. And then the Crushers, uh, I suppose we'll start with their marquees. Timmy Ludeman's uh, coming mm. to the GVBBL. He is indeed the the former renegade himself. Is has somehow turned up. He's apparently not playing cricket this year. Um, you know, pulled up pulled up the gloves, pulled up the the spikes at the ripe old age of thirty three, which 
you know, not not sure if it's a year off or if he's he permanently stepped away from the game, but they've managed to to convince him to come up and have a bit of a run round and a bit of a bash. Um, they'd be hoping. So yeah, they've just got to get him right and get some some balls thrown at him in the nets, and you know that could be. Very exciting. Yeah, certainly. Uh, comes across with um, Josh McDonald, the, the skipper of the Crushers. Obviously has a bit of connection down Geelong way with him. Uh, Liam Buchanan, another from down that way, and, and Peter Cassidy from Dandenong. They retained Ramuse, Dwayne Vidler, Ash Saunders, Corey Hickford, and Connor Holland as well before the draft. And then with number two, selected Riley Lau. Uh, obviously looking for him to hit some big sixes for them. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, obviously a, a very young talent, but one with... You wraps on him, wraps on him in the region, and you know managed to to poach him um, from you know his former club last year. They've done pretty well to to snap it, to snare him with pick two, and they they thought about trying to move up to pick one to get him, but eventually decided that you know it was a decent chance to slide to that second pick. Yeah, certainly, and and just the fact that the the franchises are thinking about you know trading draft picks and um, you know the the possibility of trading players and uh, it's just oh, it's great to see it. It really um, gets the juices flowing. I think uh, uh, Mitch Brett, Ben Cleary, Rehan Bari, Stephen Barrett, Fraser Ellis, Stuart Turner, and Brad O'Shea, a fair slider uh, in the draft who's played uh, district firsts for for Richmond and. Uh, apparently, uh, as I read in your article, uh, could play a bit of cricket for Karamovas as well. Yeah, apparently. They they'll said they'd look to get him up for a few games um, to be able to play him into form, play him into to regional cricket. And yeah, you know, getting on in years, a bit long in the tooth is Brad, but you know, they're, they're very stoked to, to basically, friend of a friend, call him up and say, you know, hey, do you want to come up a run? No one else knows who he is. You know, sneak him in at pick 31 of the draft. Yeah, it was uh, great work from uh, uh, Paul Travaskis there and um, the Hurley's Hotel Hounds, who uh, hosted the draft, uh, picked Adam Ward with pick three, Dylan Cutras, Darren Olsen, Sean Williams, Matt Hinks, Jesse Barker, Scott Morris, and Jake Gascoigne. Now, there's a fairly uh, clear Goulburn Murray cricket flavour there, and, and that was sort of their aim, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They were certainly looking to, to try and go local, and you know you can see that with the last three picks all being local Cowboys and you know a few um, Rochester and Echuca blokes in there as well. Um, you know, they've very clearly set it out that that's, you know, where they want to, to pick a lot of players from. And uh, do you reckon that's going to work for them? Yeah, certainly. Oh, there's plenty of talent there in, in those players they've selected. And uh, it helps that they all know each other. They all play cricket, you know, against each other and, and with each other in rep sides. So I think they'll uh, get a good team bond there and obviously looking to uh, to go that, that one step better and, and take out the crown. Uh, Kyle Mueller, Jed Wright, Brenton Campbell, Jackson McClay and Mickey Archer were the retained players. Jimmy Ninopoulos uh, should be back as a marquee this year, as will Tom Donnell. Uh, Paul Newman uh, stepping back from the coaching duties a bit to uh, take on a marquee spot, obviously in good form in Cricket Shepparton with Kyabram and Todd Murphy. Now, that's an exciting marquee there as well in the uh, Victorian Sheffield Shield squad. Uh, certainly didn't get a gig to start with in the first few games of the season, but we'll have plenty of experience from that. And if they can get him down here, uh, away from his, sort of if, if he has a gap in his Premier Cricket and, and Vic sort of seconds uh, schedule, uh, that'd be great to see him back in, in the sort of local region. Yeah, it's always nice seeing those sorts of you know state talents playing their trade out here. Do, do you know what the connection is with Todd Murphy out there? Uh, yeah, well, so Todd um, uh, knows a few of the boys and uh, grew up in Moama and played a bit of cricket in Bendigo as well. So he's uh, certainly well known to the region and uh, will spin a web if he gets to the chance to. Uh, across to the last squad, uh, Cobram Panelworks, Panthers, uh, as you touched on, uh, a real sort of North Albury 
uh, a real Albury Wodonga and um, Murray Valley cricket flavour here. Ash Barella with pick four, Drew Cameron, Andrew Hogan, Tyron Baden, Brad Todd, Dan Ellis, Zach Simmons, and Lockie Hyde in the draft with Isaac Willett, Adam DeSico, Michael Eckard, Ben Fulford, and Lockie McMillan, the retained players, Matt Gench as captain coach, and Jimmy Seymour is coming back as a marquee. Again, if if they can wrestle him away from Vic Seconds' commitments, that'll be a great return to, to the region for him. Absolutely. But they're yeah, interesting that uh, Matty Yench said that they'd gone with three batters as their first three picks. Do you reckon their bowling attack can, can stand up with you know, having invested so heavily into just whacking runs? Yeah, I certainly think they can. It's probably somewhere the Hounds strayed last year where they, they really focused on um, trying to put a big score together and, and their, their bowling probably suffered for it. Uh, the Panthers there, you look at Andrew Hogan's still a, a very good bowler, um, even though he, he's probably doing more batting these days. Tyron Baden uh, uh, is certainly a, a great bowler as well and, and they've got a few very talented spinners there in um, Simmons and Eckard and McMillan. And then obviously um, DeSico and Matty Gench. Matty Gench will probably take most of the, the quick bowling load. So, it um, you know, they, they seem to... Yeah, I think they've found the right balance, and I think it is a good balance. They've obviously just got to put it together out uh, on the field. That's the secret. That's the secret. Certainly, and uh, as we've uh, discussed for so long, the uh, Bush Bash League, we, we don't really have time to talk any other sport. And I mean, why would you when you've got the GV BBL to talk about? Exactly. No, Greatest th- sport on earth. Thank you very much for uh, joining us for the first time on Sports Bite, Max, and uh, we might speak to you again next week. Absolute pleasure. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.